back here at the American Film Market. And we're just about to wrap up here for the day, but we have one last very important guest uh, to wrap the day with here. And uh, it's, I'll let Nina, I'll let you introduce uh, our next guest. Woo, okay, I'm, I definitely, I'm getting my little Facebook Live going. It's, see, we are the multi-platform, uh, Voice America, the radio, and also Facebook Live, which is kind of fun, too. So I am excited to have this guest because I have had the pleasure of meeting with him and not necessarily working with him, but in the early stages as a filmmaker and as a producer. It's Brian O'Shea, who is the CEO of The Exchange. And for those of you that don't know what The Exchange is, it is basically, it's an international sales company. It's in its fourth year. And I think it's really important. And I've been talking about this all day for filmmakers, especially is that, you know, it's it's not just about the passion of the film. It's about ha- the ability to sell it. So um, welcome to thank you very much. It's good to be here. Oh, it's great <laughs> to have you. So, uh, so, so with that, tell us a little bit about your company and, and I w- we know what you do in a general right. sense, but what do you do specifically in terms of the exchange that makes you a little different than maybe somebody else? Well, it's uh, we're one of the things that's really interesting about the exchange is that we're wholly self-financed. So we own the company 100%. There's no outside investors. Uh, I've been doing international sales for 20 years, and um, I'd worked at a number of companies, worked on some great films, worked on not-so-good films, but all, all films that are made are good, in my opinion. Um, and and what we ended up doing is that we ended up, I ended up starting my own company by myself. And from that, we um, built out an operation that really focused on service, which has to do with the contracts delivery um, and also selling, but you know, doing the marketing, the initial marketing, and, and reporting and acting as a real agent for the producers or financiers. From that success, we've created our own fund and we start investing and we're starting to produce now. But our core business, and I think it's it's good to uh, focus on that is really about service. Um, we, we are all about the back office. We are about transparency. We are about uh, accuracy and we're relatively conservative. And that is it, because the marketplace changes so quickly and it's so dynamic. Um, that type of focus allows us to be allows us to be well-respected, but also allows us to be nimble and also not kind of set in our own ways. We listen to the marketplace and we try to adapt to it and be a part of the system. Which is is really, I, I, the one thing, the one theme I've been saying all day in all my interviews, and especially with what you're saying in terms of transparency and really getting with people that do what they say and say what they do. Yes, uh, it's, it's really important and there are, you know, it's funny, there are a lot of people that are attracted to the film business business, the entertainment in general. And they, you know, it, it's, it's a very difficult business to get into. It's a very difficult business to stay in. Um, but the people that are in it are great. And the, the theme through that, the people that have longevity in it are the ones that are, that are basically of those same rules that I've just described. Transparency, finding your position in the business because there, it takes a village to make a movie and to get it, it sure out there. Does. And we are a small part of the process, but an important part is as our company has grown. No, you know, Brian, we're also on Facebook Live right now. Oh. And so just say, hey, <laughs> hi. hi, everybody. Yes, yes. And, and for those of, of the people that are just joining on, on, on Facebook as well, is that Ryan is the CEO of The Exchange, which is an international distribution company, sales company. And I think for any, any filmmaker out 
out there, a lot of times we don't realize that we need you, you know? Right. So when is the best time to call somebody like you? Um, it's it's hard to say. It's it, I, I would say the best time to reach out to us is when you have something that's packaged, that some, something is um, put together as complete as possible if you're new to the filmmaking process. It shows, it, it's easier for us to evaluate. If it's somebody that I already know or someone that has credits, it's easier to see kind of like their their position in, the, in this business, where their relationships are, and the possibility of things happening that they can bring to the table actually happening. Um, and that's not to discourage um, people that are are aspiring to be in this business. Um, It is to be more effective in regards to uh, getting a proper and positive response to what you're bringing us if it's the first time. You know, one of the things I found very interesting in in, in producing a film, and people don't know this from, you know, as you're a, a movie watcher, is the fact that um, actors, you know, it, and they, it changes like the stock market in terms of what yeah. they are worth. So talk a little bit about that because I think sometimes people don't realize that, you know, oh, I might really love this actor and he's a good actor, right? But on the meter scale, uh, scale of foreign sales, he might be a one or a two, and you know, or a, a you know, a thousand, whatever. It's, you know, so yeah. it's it's not a. So if you're looking for like a sixty or seventy, yeah, exactly. Like uh, yeah, not one or two. I was going to say one or two is you know, yeah. you're hitting well, a home run. Well, it's also it's also a package, you know, and you're absolutely right. Just focusing on actors for a second, but the other elements, the above the line elements that are really important. Who wrote the script? Who's the producer? who's the director, those are all almost as relevant or more so than they were in the past. Um, But as far as the actors go, what we try to do is we take advantage of this moment in time where we're listening and talking to and selling. So uh, to buyers to see what they've bought that's worked, see the things that they're excited about. We watch reviews. We listen to responses in festivals. We see what gets into festivals. And it constantly is changing. I mean, every market you can walk in and, you know, we're selling a movie uh, with Rebecca Ferguson and last year no one would know who she is but she's come out with Mission Impossible and then she was in uh, Woman on a uh, Girl on a Train and then she has coming out The Snowman she's in she has this trajectory happening that's very real and truly theatrical and studio level and when we brought this film called Lady in a Pan- Lady in the Panda which was a 25 which is a 25 million dollar picture people saw her value completely differently than they would have two markets ago, which is probably six to eight months ago. And that's, and I knew that coming in because I was aware of her value because I was going to markets. I was hearing about her, her, her trajectory forward. And it's been amazing in regards to what she's accomplished in a short period of time. And we were able to take, uh, I wouldn't take advantage of it, create momentum for that. And it translated into transactions here, which made our investors very happy. So, and so yeah, that's, and a, that's an interesting point, though, because when a producer puts a package together and you have an actor, because the films take maybe two or three years to develop and get to the point you know, where you've got attached, attached people to it, then if the actor is 
perception in the public changes, that's going to give that package a lot more value, which could raise the budget. But how, how, how does that, but how so does that work? The, the key really is, is that we're not business to consumer uh, analysis. We're business to business. Okay. And so what we're doing is we're doing that kind of like additional layer of excitement that happens to other executives and other buyers, as opposed to going in this, going on the street and saying, don't you like Rebecca Ferguson? I want you to buy. I want you to go see her. <laughs> so movie. They're like, who is she? In the industry that you're talking. It really about. is, yeah. and that's a real talent. That's a real talent that we provide. A real yeah. source of uh, service that is um, very, very important to investors. Very important to filmmakers. So, how does that work? Also, that you know, you think about it and Sundance. And yes. Probably the the you know you had Birth of a Nation lines lines Correct. around the block, Correct. and then you have it come out right. Yeah, and, and exactly. There was a time where that where those filmmakers were at it's at their zenith yes. in, in regards to if I had after Sundance had the next uh, film by those filmmakers the excitement at that moment would have been unbelievable and I think it's still there there's absolutely the talent is tremendous there's nothing you know and the performance of the film was strong exactly. but, but it wasn't necessarily something that took off like the overhype that happened in regards to right after the Sundance or months after the Sundance screening that's not to say in any way shape or form that those filmmakers are less valuable oh no it's just to say that that momentum had a window and it was very short so we were just cognizant of that window and we knew that if somebody had come in with those filmmakers on a specific picture at that specific window, if we had moved very quickly, we could have translated that into a commitment that could have been helpful to a filmmaker. So, it, and uh, please, if anybody from Birth of a Nation wants to do something with us, please. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm yeah. In. Well, I'm Mark in. Moran is one of my Facebook uh, friends, and I love you, Mark. So, I love Birth of a I'm Nation. So, and I'm Jason, too. But, it, so. but it, was, it was unique. That was just, it captured a, it captured a moment that you know that you know last just for just for that super buzz yeah exactly (laughs) yeah so how does that work in regards to you know you you spend a lot of time in terms of selling something with formulas in some ways you have to find the formula that works in some ways there it seems like every time there's a formula there's always a kind of a free radical that comes out of it in the sense that it's not always you know sketched in stone how do you work with that well it it's uh that's after it's i think if you have enough of those elements if you have like a you know a high-end director and then you have a star in it or you have a a well-respected book or something like that those things outshadow in pre-sales and they'll ignore that unknown kind of element that they're not sure about because they believe enough in that director they believe enough in the source material they believe enough in that actor Um, and then what will happen is if that film because it has its trajectory if that unknown element becomes attached to that part like an unknown like an actress or you know uh, a cinematographer or something like that they can ride that wave of momentum and then that they take advantage of it uh, if that's what you mean Mm -hmm. exactly Uh, yeah that's you know because I think that it's always the challenge of you know you may talk to one person and they'll say XYZ you talk to another one they say XYZ and most of your business is really looking at and examining and researching all the elements that make a film and a lot of times especially with indie filmmakers that are just starting out not the ones that are seasoned seasoned ones know in some ways what to do but the ones that are just starting out they they're you know they're passionate they've got theirs they might even got a script they might even have their pitch they might have everything but they're not looking at it as a business and i think that's the the challenge that a lot of indie producers are 
you're in. I think one of the things that's really helpful for us to have good relationships with talent and agents and, and financiers is that we don't talk about films in the perspective of personal feelings. We talk about it as what can we sell, what can we finance, how, what is the value in the marketplace. And um, it really helps us communicate very freely and very aggressively in regards to, you know, the packages that are being brought in. And it's not insulting at all in regards to people's creative vision. I mean, if you believe in it, fight for it. And if it gets done, you know, it could be that piece that I was fighting against that really makes it special. And it's just to say in the space that I'm in right now, um, you know, I just focus on the elements that translate into an investment strategy. But that's what's so crazy about the film business. The, the investment strategy is never set. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like you have... Just when you thought. Well, it changes every single time. You can pre-sell really well, and then the film is really good, and then you sell it, and then it gets released, and it, and it fails. And it's, you're just kind of like, I don't understand. It could be a really... You could sell nothing. The film turns out mediocre maybe not so great you know you personally don't like it you know it gets released it becomes a huge success it's just it's one of the craziness uh, it's the crazy making of the businesses the value quotient of a film is never set um i had a i had a uh, you know a lot of the buyers here are very successful business people and they're um they sometimes don't come from film they come from other industries and i i say the story a lot i had one buyer who was very very powerful in a foreign territory for distribution in general and he used to do hard disk not hard disk but he used to do goods distribution actually food distribution and he was super successful got into the film business loved it stayed with it buys and sells for a territory and um he always compared films to um kind of distributing produce in a grocery store and he would say it was the most I used to fight for shelf space all the time for like cat food and Perino would always push me out of the way in this territory I could never do it I buy a small movie and if it really works everyone gets out of my way it is that the property itself has its own unique value if it if it is if it's special and it gets a break and that's what makes the film business so exciting and for once in a lifetime or sometimes or and most of the time so frustrating it's a confusing uh for for again for people that uh, are maybe just starting out too and even for somewhat seasoned uh producers who've done maybe come from television they're going into film how do they know to go to you? Because every sales kind of company has something different to offer. You told us about some of the qualities, which I think is wonderful. But what do you look for? So if somebody were to have a film, is there a certain genres that you go for, budgets, et cetera? Is it all around the board? We're all around the, the, we're all around the <laughs> board there. You know, we, we, it's hard for us to, to figure out the, like I said, it's, we just don't know. We go with our gut instincts. We're very focused on directors. We're very focused on scripts, um, you know, and the directors don't necessarily have to be extremely popular or successful. And, you know, I worked on a film called Drive before I started this company. Oh, yeah. And um, one of the reasons that we got involved at the company that I, I gave very aggressive numbers on that picture and estimates. And one of the reasons that I did that was not because Ryan Gosling, he was attached. I mean, he was great and very valuable and just an incredible actor. Um, but it was Nicholas Winding Refn. And it wasn't because I knew his work. It was because I was at an office in France and a friend of mine who I ended up selling the picture to basically he said I asked him a question as I ask all my distributors who's who's a director that you would buy and he, he turned his computer around and showed me a trailer to um I can't remember what the Refn movie was it wasn't uh 
Oh, I forgot. It of was course, Viking, it's gonna, it'll it was come Viking, back to you. It was a Viking. It was <laughs> at two Viking, o'clock in the morning. <laughs> exactly. It was the Viking movie, and I can't remember what it was. But I was like, I was empowered. I got inside information to somebody who was really valuable, and I got back and I got that script, and it had that director attached to it, it had Nicholas attached to it, and I was like, I can sell this in France. I probably can sell it everywhere. I know I can do this, <laughs> and that's part of the quality or the service that we provide is that moment when I ask the right distributor the right question and then I'm given that information I put it into action from a from a model for a producer that's that's one of the things that being here at AFM that you can talk to somebody who's a distributor and find out and ask a question like that and say hey this film could work so yeah. that's, that's what that's what it's, this marketplace is really all about. Exactly, and you 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 just become a true student of the industry day in and day out, and you just become a voracious kind of like a cons- consumer of information that's within your sphere of 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 business, and you you find out which movies have worked, which movies have been that people like. You find out which films have worked in in festivals. You find out films which didn't work, which ones lost so money in. I've, I asked so. this question earlier. It's such a fun question. What was one of the most fun movies you ever worked on, and what was one of the most challenging? Ooh, throw anybody on the bus. Um, I really. I really liked working on Monster, which yeah. was the Charlize Theron film. Right. Um, that was I, deep. I had started at the company. I was working with the legend Mark Damon, and I was doing sales with him. And um, it was one, it was a movie that I was just I just had come on board, and they had they had done they were in post, and I was doing and a lot of the territories were available, and I was like I was amazed by what I saw. And it was just really exciting to see kind of the the growth of this small film just become this powerhouse where it shouldn't have. It was that alchemy scenario where it you know we did some pre-sales, we did a lot of sales when it was finished, and then the momentum just kicked in. Yeah. And it was we were on this ride, all of us together, in regards to seeing the success of that movie in the marketplace, and also to the consumers. And so we were a part of that, and that was just a lot of fun to experience. Um, one that was really difficult. Ooh, uh, you know, the ones that you sell and you really like, and people don't respond to it. It's not necessarily we're not necessarily on the production side of things, but when people don't like a film, you know, it's yeah. it's kind of it's kind of hard because you care. I was gonna say also. Yeah. I was uh, here. I'll put it back to me for just a moment. I was gonna say, Brian, that I think one of the things that I think is interesting about Monster is that must have been a really exciting film to work on, mainly because nobody knew it was going to do as well as it did. That's exactly right. right. I mean, yeah. that's we the were, key. And we were intense po- drama, and, and, you know, how many of those are, are popular? Yeah, yeah, Charlize Theron, that yeah. was like totally a change to look completely. Yeah, I, mean, I remember sitting beside her when I had screened the movie for the first time. We were at a, it was a post post house and we were seeing a cut of the picture and it was pretty much done and she was sitting right next to me and I looked up there and I looked at her and I was looked up here and I looked at her and I was like that's you <laughs> and I was just like amazed by what I had seen and I really liked the movie I thought it was just an incredible film and I was like wow this is going to be just this amazing specialized independent picture and then all of a sudden it just had its a life of its own it just started going and going and going and going and you see not only the success of the film you not only enjoy that the filmmakers are doing so well but when what what 
goes back to the idea of being a part of a service and being a, making a part of this community is you enjoy seeing the people that had bought the movie from you do well. Yeah. Because what they what it not only increases your value to them, but you see them you see the business growing and this business community uh, continuing to move forward. And you know, film has really had a challenge in regards to the marketplace. Independent films have always been the underdog to a certain degree, and I think even now more so than ever. So I think one of the things that you know, independent distributors and independent sales agents and producers and so forth, you know, keeping this operation of AFM alive and well is is just good for everyone. It creates unique properties that can express uh, things that you don't usually hear and it can resonate with people. It can have an emotional tone that's just powerful. So, Well, it's definitely powerful and powerful having you here today because it would, it, for any filmmaker, producer, Anybody in the business, uh, Brian O'Shea, one of the best. He's got a wonderful reputation. The company is called The Exchange. And just very, very excited to to have you here with us and give us a little insight into into the film business from your viewpoint. Thank you. Good yeah, it's www.theexchange.ws. That's where you can find uh, The Exchange online. Ryan, thanks so much. Thank it's, you. Uh, it's been really enjoyable having you here today and, and appreciate all the insights and Absolutely. Your participation, even though you're, you're not feeling completely, completely there. <laughs> oh, but, uh, oh, you did great. But, uh, I mean, seriously, really, really wonderful. Really terrific. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you for, for getting, getting through it. Yeah, so. absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Back to work. So, <laughs> back to work. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's going to be a wrap for our Voice America live events channel. Uh, event here at the American Film Market. And you know what? You want to have a, just a few closing comments here and about uh, what, well, this, what this day has meant for it's you? It's been so wonderful. I wish I was here three years ago when we first started this movie because I could have, instead of just jumping in without knowing what in the world I was doing, <laughs> you know, having people like you, Brian, here with us and the rest of the people that were here is just so, so valuable. And what a wonderful, wonderful uh, market this is, the American Film market so thank you uh you know and uh thank, thank you, you brian yeah thank, thank you brian thank, thank you, you to the ifta and, and uh all thank the you Voice wonderful America. yeah th- thank you <laughs> and all the people here that have helped been a part of this broadcast today we really appreciate your support and participation and it's been it's been it felt it's been an experience like being with with a new family so <laughs> we really 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 like being here and we hope we come back again next year and do another broadcast with what's going on a year from now who knows i mean the film industry is always changing thank you to all our international listeners here in voice america thanks for tuning in today to this event on voice america live events channel and we'll see you sometime soon 